0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The FT
1: Welcome to the FT's Big Read podcast. I'm Esther Vintliff, a digital editor at the Financial Times. This month, the FT published a series of articles that investigated the modern trail of Chinese investment, migration, and ambition in Europe. Correspondents from Beijing to Milan to Madrid explored the scale of China's expansion in Europe, the flow of direct investments into the debt crisis, and the strategies of Chinese migrants who have come to call Europe home. Our reporter Tobias Buck has seen a remarkable change throughout Spain. Over the past decade, the number of Chinese arrivals there has tripled, a population jump echoed in Italy and Portugal. Tobias discovered Chinese businessmen who have not just persevered during the downturn, They prospered. The bankruptcies that burnt through corporate Spain during the eurozone crisis left the Chinese largely untouched—a result of hard work, some luck, and a business culture that values long-term survival above quick profits. Tobias is here today to answer questions from our readers. Let's listen to the first question.
2: My name is David O. from New York, and this is my question for uh, Tobias. My question is: Are native Spaniards resentful or worried about the flood of Chinese migrants into their country?
0: Well, Spain has seen a very rapid rise in migrant arrivals over the past few years. And on the whole, I think that Spaniards have been remarkably tolerant, even at a time when Spain had unemployment rates. Well, it still has an uh, unemployment rate above 20%. But even in the worst moments of the crisis, Spain has never really seen a backlash against the migrants who arrived here. And it is something I think that uh, Spanish society can be rightly proud of. Now, having said that, there is unease about the Chinese migrants who've come here, in particular because there's a sort of sense or perhaps a a concern among many Spaniards that the Chinese sort of labor practices, the tendency to work all day, all night, uh, seven days a week, that this is telling them something about their own future, and that this kind of work ethic and labor practices that they see in the Chinese migrant communities is something that they will eventually have to emulate. So indeed, one of the key questions, as one of the people I interviewed for this series said, is, will we have to work like the Chinese in the future? And, you know, I think the answer here in Spain is much the same as uh, as in other European countries, is, you know, obviously, people don't want to give up on their normal work week on their weekends, they want the kind of social benefits that modern European states still have. So I think that there's not been so much of a backlash against Chinese or other migrant arrivals, but it has stirred questions over, will we all have to work much harder in the future?
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Thank you, Tobias. Okay, I think we'll listen to the next question.
0: Hello, this
2: is Gilbert Formos from Switzerland speaking and I was reading your article uh, with great interest and um, it um, came to my mind that about the people you wrote, uh, mainly the new Chinese um, immigrants to, new, to Europe came um, regarding to their um, to relatives they have there and um it's just a problem or um, uh, something which which crossed my mind several times and not re- really just now but um, increasingly when i when i go to like barcelona or madrid or italy or so and i see a lot of chinese immigrants and i think this is a typical uh, phenomenon of illegal immigration because uh, these people they do not have the means to buy like to have a property of above uh, 500,000 um, euros and benefit from the golden visa so it's uh, as you described they are working uh, day and night and and so on um just to make it um and then to repay the relatives etc but what i really worry about or where i question is the authorities, immigration authorities in Spain, uh, why don't they crack down on, on such um, immigration? And they have rigorous uh, labor laws. Um, and so I don't understand why they cannot control these small shops where people work for many, many hours, probably like uh, 10 to uh, 12 hours a day and um so this is something i really i really wonder how does this collude with local labor laws and why are local immigration officers not acting and and i also asked my spanish friends about that phenomenon and they told me it's a lot it has to do about corruption and and the Chinese people who pay authorities and so on. What do you think about and Thank you for your, um, your feedback on that.
0: Well, thanks for the question. I think that uh, in the case of Spain, actually the vast majority of Chinese migrants did arrive here legally. They arrived in the decade before the bursting of the great Spanish property bubble when Spain really sucked in not just Chinese migrant workers but millions of migrant workers from all over the world. In the decade before 2009, the Spanish population jumped by 7 million people and that was almost entirely the result Belt of Migration. What happened was that the construction boom sucked in so many Spanish workers that there was a big lack of labor here in Spain, which of course now sounds strange given how high the jobless rate is. But in those years, it was in fact very easy for Chinese and for other migrants to get work permits here. So all that had to happen was they needed a local contact, perhaps a Chinese restaurant or someone who runs a little Chinese corner shop to apply to the Spanish authorities saying that he needs a laborer and he will give him a job. And then with that piece of paper, the Chinese would-be migrant back in his home country, could go to the Spanish embassy and would get very quickly, in uh, in fact, a work permit that allowed him to come here and that would then also give him permission to reside here. And then after a number of years, that can be converted into a permanent residency and so forth. So yes, there is, of course, uh, illegal migration, I I think perhaps more so in other European countries than in Spain. But the vast bulk of the the Chinese migrants you see working and living in Spain today did in fact arrive here legally. Now that has changed. It is much more difficult for anyone, but also for, for Chinese, to get a work permit here to come to Spain, which is why numbers have dropped off quite a lot over the last few years. But certainly in the decade when most of the migrants arrived, they did so legally.
1: I was just wondering, following on from that question about the working hours and and regulation of that, I mean, do you think that's not really so much of a problem or maybe not even within the kind of power of the Spanish authorities to do very much about?
0: I think most of them are self employed. I mean, they run their own businesses, you know, these corner shops and so forth. So, I don't think. I think if you're self-employed, you can work however much you want, really.
1: Yeah, um, I would. I would imagine so. Great. Okay. So thanks, Tobias. We've got one last question. This is from a reader called Shalini Thukrai in the US, and they wanted to know: Chinese investment seems like a way for China to acquire substantial headway in Europe to increase world dependence on Chinese money and products. This seems like a hidden aggressive and expansionist mindset rather than just simple investments. It may increase Chinese clout across the world and lead it to be aggressive towards its neighbours and other economies, while economies dependent on China wouldn't even protest against these human rights violations. I take this also from South Africa's refusal to allow the Dalai Lama to visit its country. I would like your views on it.
0: Well, thanks for the question. I think there's sort of two things I would say about this. The first one is this idea that there's a sort of hidden agenda behind Chinese migration and Chinese companies looking for markets abroad. I must confess that I did not find any evidence for that here in Spain, at least. The hundreds of thousands of individuals who took the decision to move here to Spain and try and build a new life here – I don't think they were necessarily encouraged by the Chinese state or by the Chinese authorities to do so. What I found was that they were above all encouraged by friends and family who had done the move before. One of the interesting things was that a very large number of the Chinese migrants here in Spain actually come from the same province in China. And they come here, they decide to move here because they already know someone here. So there's a sort of pull effect Uh, that the more people uh, arrive here from the same town from the same village from the same family the more of their relatives and friends and family will end up coming as well so i felt that the surge in chinese migration to spain was more a result of this sort of network effect rather than any sort of grand plan by beijing however i have to say that might be different for other countries as to the political effect I mean, it's hard to sort of say anything definitive about this, but certainly Spain's Prime Minister, Mariano Rajoy, was recently on a trip to China. There wasn't, as far as I can tell, much conversation about human rights. It was, um, as with other European leaders when they go to Beijing these days, new contracts were signed uh, for trade and, and deals. There was a strong focus on improving business ties between the two countries. And at the same time, we also had a case here quite recently in which Spanish courts were emboldened to go after human rights abuses outside Spain. That included several cases in which senior Chinese politicians and leaders were involved for alleged human rights abuses in Tibet. And the Spanish government eventually decided to change the law and remove this weapon from the arsenal of Spanish prosecutors and judges. So I think there was a sense that that was done, not least to smooth relations with Beijing. So I think it's probably fair to conclude that, yes, the improved economic and business ties between China and European countries, and also the greater dependency on Chinese investment and trade, obviously makes it more difficult for European governments, including the government here in Madrid, to speak out on alleged human rights abuses in China.
1: Brilliant. Tobias, thank you so much. That's all we've got time for today. But thank you for taking the time to talk to us and to answer some of the readers questions that we received. If you haven't read the series yet, go to ft.com forward slash Silk Road Redux. And if you go there, you can also watch a video telling a Chinese immigrant story. And you can of course, listen to Tobias's story in our podcast from last week. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the FT Big Read podcasts in the iTunes store.